Hello and welcome. Welcome. I messed up. Keep going. Keep going. It's relatable. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cracking Open a Cold Case and Other True Crimes. I'm Allison, otherwise known as Sugar. And I am Caitlin, also known as Caitlin. <laughs> I don't have a cool nickname like Shug. No, she doesn't. So, Shug, what have you been up to this week? Um, let's see, what what have I done that's interesting? Oh, I, I went and saw Annabelle, the movie about the evil doll. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it too. Did you think it was spooky? Yeah. It's unfortunate that Patrick Wilson wasn't in this one. But I heard they're making a spinoff of that scary nun. Oh my gosh, that'll because be so scary. Because the scary nun is in Annabelle creation. Oh yeah. And at the very end of the movie, it like has a little prequel to her movie. Uh, I thought that was to Annabelle, the one that came out earlier. Like, where they walk into mm -hmm. the house. Well, yeah, that, but it's at the credits. Credits, after the credits. Is there really going to be a nun movie, or are you just making that up based on a, a glimmer of a um, nun in the other one? Preston looked it up, and they said that they are in the process. Oh, okay. Of, I don't know, writing, or... Not that I didn't believe you. No, but that movie would be terrifying. I know. I was like, when I went to see the Annabelle one in the theaters, I was like, this is a mistake because I can't mm -hmm. hide under a blanket. Yep. yep. And the lady next to me, she sounded like she was asleep. She wasn't because I kept looking over <laughs> at her, but she was like, <sighs> <laughs> like breathing so hard, like someone in a deep sleep or I don't know. Really? So, yeah, it was weird. That probably wasn't even a good imitation, but like it was sounded like someone sleeping. Was your theater busy when you saw it? Yes. Was yours? No. Oh, are you trying to brag that you got no, I would just, good spots? No, because of course we had all these youths on our row and they were just too cool and on their phones and not even scared. That's, the, the kids these days don't appreciate uh, haunted dolls like mm -hmm. they used to. They don't, when it was a Saturday night. Oh, it's probably, they were probably thinking about jean jamming or something. That's true. Um, oh, what is, what's in your cold one? Today I am drinking a Diet Mountain Dew. What is in your cold one? Today I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper. Um, we're just drinking straight from the can, like, because we're humble. We are. Enough to do that. We are. Yeah. Wait, what Even if... Even the stars fall down sometimes. Is that from Howie Day, 2004 Collide? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's 2004, I but I think... Something, Yeah. Uh, yeah, good reference, Caitlin. Thank you. I'm very hip in the pop culture. I love that illusion, spelled <laughs> with an A. Um, what have you been up to? Um, not a whole lot. I had my birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I got told I had some white hairs. By Lara? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Her nail, her nail lady overstepped and told her she has and white hair. And then I had a five-year-old ask if I was a great grandma. So I'm starting my birthday week out strong. I remember when I was, like, a tiny child. I was, like, eight. And my cousin brought her boyfriend to, like, a family party. And I don't know if they were, like, teenagers or in their early 20s. But I looked at him and said, you look like you're 35. <laughs> and, like, my cousin was so mad and like was like you don't say that to people and I didn't get it at the time I was like that's reasonable he looks 35 like 
Shook has not changed since she was eight. Thank you. I was probably younger than eight even, but... Because, like, I don't know. If you're young, like, 35 is not that different than 21. Yeah, you don't really realize. He was balding, too, so that didn't help. Yeah. He did, like, 35. Sorry, Sugar's cousin. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I actually saved her. What if their relationship, like... If it wasn't strong enough to withstand that, then it was not strong. No, especially if they were in their teens. Yikes. Hmm. Um, what What else can we say that we've been doing that makes us sound more interesting? Um, we've been, well, you've been researching some cold cases. Oh, thank you. Make as this. of you in the same room as me. Yes, that we have done that. So, we have an update on the... Paul Swenson case that we did a, an episode on uh, at the beginning of the month. He, his body was found in Mill Creek, Utah, in a creek. Uh, it was he was he actually left his house because he was on a way on his way to a doctor's appointment in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And it's a, Mill Creek is a little bit south of Salt Lake, so he like uh, didn't really make it to Salt Lake City. Yeah, his body was found. Um August 13th, I believe. Um, and p- police declared that there was no foul play because there was no blunt force trauma or wounds. And the cause of death has not been declared as of today. Oh, yeah. What else do we need to include? Oh, he was he was in a creek that was pretty close to their command starting. center for yeah. the search efforts. Um, it's I want to say it's in like within a couple minutes of each other. Very close. I don't know how they missed that creek or if they didn't search it with that many people, but he was in very close proximity. Uh, also, something to note is his middle name is not John. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why we decided, well, I decided that, and I think just like, I... We just went with it. I think Caitlin was just like, okay, she seems pretty confident in his name being Paul John, so I'm going to just go with it. Paul John Swenson is actually Paul Heiner Swenson. Yes. So that's our correction. We're sorry about that. We're sorry if we offended anybody. Yeah, we didn't mean to disrespect him by making his middle name John. Yeah, we just went with it. Um, And also, he... So we already said the thing about the no foul play, right? Oh, okay, so in the last one we said that his car this is just this isn't really a, a correction it's just kind of clarification in his car they found like drugs and clothing but um we at the time during the podcast we were both like wow i can't how would it not be his if it was in his car but then i was talking to someone else about it and they were like well duh because somebody could have stolen his car and put their stuff in it and so i was like "Ugh, i'm an idiot so that's a more reasonable like explanation yeah. makes it sound more possible um, just the message boards that we were reading. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the blame on the internet. Yeah. They were just like, they're saying that the drugs aren't his because he's a good Mormon boy or something like, because you know how everyone on the internet is angry. So yeah. that was another thing to get angry about. Yeah, and like we've mentioned, we don't have all the facts of this case yet. There's a lot of weird things. There's a lot of um, loose ends that need to be tied up. Um, but we will keep you guys updated when we have more answers about the Paul Henner Swenson case. Um, we are sorry for his family for having to go through this and experiencing this loss. And we hope that the cause of death is determined soon so that they can have a peace of mind. Uh, we will 
Oh, did you already say we'll keep you? Mm-hmm. I wasn't even listening. Sugar. Caitlin's voice is just like the the teacher on Charlie Brown. Yeah, to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just got distracted. But yeah, we'll keep you in the loop about our boy Paul. Uh, thank you to whoever posted the this the podcast on it in the search page for him. Mm-hmm. The unauthorized or what was uncensored. it? Uncensored. Uncensored Paul Swenson search. Um, the person who commented that it sucked and they couldn't listen more than five minutes, that's fine. We'll take that to heart and just be sad for weeks. But it's fine, you know. You didn't affect us at all. We could we mm. could have been really good friends. <sighs> the, those words cut deep. S- sticks and stones. Oh, that's against our point. Yeah. <laughs> good try, though. Okay. No, we're fine. We don't even know her name. No, nope, that's fine. We're famous. We don't even we know are. her She's name. She's just another girl on another Facebook page. Yeah, just kidding. We pro- She's probably super nice right? in real life. <laughs> and we're probably the worst. Okay. We're sorry. Love you. Love you. So, Sugar, what is the case that we are going to be talking about today? <coughs> Caitlin had to step yep. out. She has, yep. she has a coal miner's lung. The black lung. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the jam. Oh, whoa. Sorry. She's. It's okay. It's okay. I forgive you. Uh, we're talking about the Jameson family. They are in Oklahoma. They're a family from Oklahoma that disappeared in 2009. Yeah, so the Jameson family consisted of three members. There was Bobby, the dad, the mom, Sherilyn, and the daughter... Maddie? Maddie Stormy Star. Yeah, Maddie Stormy Star. So the Jamesons were looking to buy 40 acres of land in Red Oak, Oklahoma, which was 30 miles from their home in Eufaula, Oklahoma. Um, okay. Also, to, something to note is that uh, Cheryl Lynn, when she and Bobby got together, she had already had a kid named Colton in a previous marriage. He was, he, I think he was a teen. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't... I think he was in, like, his early teens, like, 13 or 14. Yeah, we'll say that, even though... But she did have a son from a previous marriage. Yeah, he's not really a main player. We're just... No, but we just He deserves a mention. Yeah, we need to let the people know about the family. So, the Jamesons wanted to buy this 40-acre ranch, this 40 acres of land. Um, So, on October 7th, they went out to check out the property in Red Oak, Oklahoma, but they got lost and decided to come back to, and they would come out to the property the next day, October 8th. Um, the the land they were looking to buy is in Red Oak, Oklahoma. I know you said Red Oak, but um, it's 30 miles from Eufaula. And, yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. They were try- looking to, f- I, didn't, I mean, that's not super far away, but. No, but. It, it's a pretty, like, rural place that they were moving to, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a big, big deal. Yeah. So, on October 8, 2009, they left their home in Eufaula to head to Red Oak, and no one hears from them. They didn't really maintain a constant contact with their family anyway, so it wasn't a huge red flag that the family hadn't heard from them. Um, and, and So, eight days later, on October 16th, someone found their truck on the side of the road with rain pooled in the back of it because of the rain that had been... Falling. Not that that's like a huge detail. No, but it just shows that it's been there for a while. Yeah, and it wasn't reported earlier because it's around, uh, they thought it could be like there's a, an oil and a gas well 
nearby. And so they just were like, that probably belongs to someone working there. So no one re uh, reported it, which is weird because the dog was in the truck. Yeah, that's a really weird tidbit of information about this case is that the dog was left in this truck. For um, eight days. For eight days. His name is Maisie. Yeah, and there was also some weird things left in the truck besides the dog. There was $32,000 in cash in a bank bag. Supposedly, the Jamesons regularly, regularly carried large sums of money, which is just weird. Like, I don't know how you have that much cash. I mean, I don't know that... Sorry. Uh, I don't know that they carried that much, like 32 Gs. Yeah. But, I mean, apparently they were just known to... Which is a really bad reputation to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to have money, but it's like, I'm just going to, I'm not putting this in the bank. I'm going to just roll around with five Gs at least. Yeah. Um, their IDs. Oh, their GPS. Um, wallets. And cell phones and coats. And a prescription pill bottle with an unknown man's name on it. Oh, and there's a, an 11-page letter from Sherilyn, the mom, to Bobby uh it's it was like full of contempt it was there was like a lot of turmoil in their relationship uh it could have just been straight up out of anger or it could have been like some kind of therapy uh mechanism like she's just getting out her feelings and like trying to write them down and express them in a healthy way other yeah. than fighting um police use the self phones that they found in the truck to track the Jamesons' last known truck. They found muddy footprints on a trail that led to a rock that the Jamesons were, uh, were at for around 15 minutes. The police theorize they theorize that this is where the picture of Maddie looking uncomfortable by the rock is from. So when the cops found the cell phone, there was a picture of Maddie, the little girl, and she was about eight years old, wasn't she? Or yeah. was she younger? Uh, no, she was six, because she, she was, was born six. in 2003. There you go. I remember her, Maddie, Smoky Storm, Star Jameson. Stormy Star. Oh, sorry. There's an <laughs> eyeshadow called Smoky Storm, to be honest. So there's a picture that the cops found on the Jameson cell phones, and it was of Maddie. She was folding her arms, and she was posing by a rock, and she just kind of looks uncomfortable. She doesn't really. She just looks really staged. It's a weird photo. The the people that knew her said that she looked really weird. Like she's usually happy to pose for the camera, like kids are, like their hands. But she just looked kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, she could have been trying a new avant-garde pose. But, like, they think that maybe uh, just, like, someone holding them captive or someone that wasn't their parents could have been taking the picture. Yeah. So maybe that explains why she looked so uncomfortable. But, again, these are just theories. There's not proof that somebody else was taking the photo. Yeah. That's... The, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. So, they... There were no signs of a struggle around the truck. Like, I think if there were, they would have, like, reported it sooner. Like, yeah. if it was, there was a broken window or, yeah, you would have seen those signs. Even though there was all that weird stuff in the car, uh, something that was missing was Sherilyn's twenty two caliber pistol that I guess she carried around with her. Yeah, or she kept in the truck. But apparently that was missing and the family noticed that. Yeah. And reported that she always had it, or she kept it with him. 
I don't know. Bottom line, we know that they ha- were going to have it and that they, they should have had it and it wasn't in the car. That's the bottom line. So, the weeks leading up to this disappearance, Bobby and Sherilyn had started losing a lot of weight. Um, they stopped receiving child support payments for Sherilyn's son, Colton. Um, he, Colton had gone to live with his father, and they were having some financial problems. They were having problems paying for the mortgage. So when I heard that they were having financial problems, I think about that $32,000 in cash. If they were having financial problems, they couldn't pay their mortgage, why did they have that much cash, and why were they thinking of buying more land? Uh, yeah, Actually, that's a good point. I don't know that anyone really goes into that because it's like we don't know why they would want extra land, and that wasn't really like a big factor in it, but... what? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like, how would you get 32000 if you couldn't even pay your mortgage? Yeah, in, in cash, too. It wasn't like a check. It wasn't a loan. It was in cash. Also, um, they were taking it to buy the land, just in case that wasn't clear. Yeah. I don't know if we said that. Yeah. But it's still weird that they had that much, and they were thinking of moving when they couldn't pay their mortgage. That's, well, I mean, it would make sense if they were moving to, like, a small area with less rent or... A smaller mortgage. Yeah, but that land. The yeah, land's expensive. I mean, when you're poor, you don't really need to like start a, a ranch. But maybe Oklahoma has cheaper land because I know here in certain areas it costs a ton just to buy the land. I know to buy a lot, to buy a good lot, it's like at least a hundred thousand dollars. Caitlin's an adult, so she's just showing off. Her. I'm just showing off. And so, maybe Oklahoma's the, different, and it was early 2000s. Yeah, I don't, we don't know if they were going to, like, buy it and start, like, a chinchilla farm to make <laughs> chinchilla coats, as one does. That sounds like a very profitable o- Oklahoma idea. people love luxury fur coats. When I think of luxury, I think of Oklahoma. Yeah, me too. Uh, but Should we just add me offending Oklahoma to the list as well? <laughs> Caitlin just hates everywhere that's not Utah. Apparently. Everywhere. I'm like Monte Carlo in Europe. Wait, what is is Monte Carlo in Monaco? Mm -hmm. Monaco. I'll be like Monte Carlo and Caitlin will be like white trash. (laughs) Ghetto. It has like its own royalty and is so nice, but not good enough for Caitlin. Well here's the deal. They their royalty doesn't have a show on Netflix called Rain that I'm obsessed with. So only Scotland does. I've never watched Rain, so I can't vouch for it. You should watch it. Uh, Shout out to Rain. That sounds very saucy, Caitlin. So, an interesting aspect of this is they had um, a paranormal problem in their home, one might say, if you were Zach Baggins. I I love any stories that we can incorporate Zach into. To be honest, the whole goal of this podcast is to meet Zach Baggins. He won't even reply to any of my tweets, actually. So, this this naturally was the second step. Yes, yes. If he if this doesn't work, we're gonna have to get famous somehow. Okay. So, oh, sorry, I got really off track <laughs> with thinking about those jingos. It's fine. Jingo jeans. Judge none, choose one. Yes. Well, so they thought their house was haunted with spirits and like angels were talking to Maddie. And they went to talk to their local pastor, 
and he had Bobby even asked for special bullets because he was going to have some spiritual warfare with the stuff haunting his house. That's so strange. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't, like the pastor, I don't know, what what would you do? That would be kind of alarming to think that you're going to shoot up your house. Well, and that kind of points to mental health. What mental state were they in? Oh, because is it a normal thing for a person to really truly believe their house is haunted and then ask for special bullets? Oh, yeah. It's kind of a weird, it's kind of painting them in a weird mental state before their disappearance, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Caitlin's not a mental health expert. I am not. I am, though. I'm not really. But, so, there, there's that issue. Oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so, also, they, the family, they, when they searched their house after, they found a witch's Bible that was Sherilyn's. And she, but then her best friend Nikki said that she also had one because they bought them for jokes. Caitlin, don't you love when we buy witches' Bibles for jokes? Yeah. Sorry, we love Halloween. We just love to summon Satan for shits and giggles. Yeah. It's just a good time. Yeah. Because every normal person has a witch's Bible. LMFAO, witches' Bible. Good times, good times. So again, I don't know if this points to them mental health or if they were dabbling in witchcraft. Oh, this is, okay, this is when I was like, I lost my train of thought. This is what I was thinking. Sorry, I'm all over the place. But, so, the, Sherilyn, her her sister died like two years prior, and I guess she had a mental health uh, nosedive at that point, and she's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and... She doesn't, sometimes she doesn't consistently take them, take the meds for him. Mm -hmm. And Bobby was depressed because he hurt his back in a car accident. So they, they both were kind of, and also their marriage was really rocky too, apparently if they need an 11 page letter. But I guess not rocky enough that they were going to separate. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they were selling, well, some people think they were selling meth and that's why they were getting all thin. But I mean, there could be like, they didn't have money for food. Yeah, but, again, that $32,000, if they couldn't afford food, why were they buying land? This all, just blows... I don't know. All the money they would have spent on food, they put in a bowl and consciously didn't eat the food. There you go. Money-saving tip. And, again, like with the meth thing, if they were selling meth and doing meth, that might explain why they have $32,000 in cash from the del- the dilling and the selling of meth. Meth is lucrative, probably. Well, in in Oklahoma, yeah, in Oklahoma at the times in the early two thousands, I think there was a huge meth problem. There's, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's obviously plausible. It's not like it's some wild. It's not as wild as the witch's Bible ghosts in their house. the The ghost in the house was not a joke to them, obviously, because they went to get bullets. Yeah. <sighs> they weren't... I wonder what the obligation of a pastor is if someone says they need bullets to shoot the spirits in their house. I wonder if the pastor would just come over and be like, I'm going to give this house a cleansing or a blessing, because I don't see a pastor being like, here, here's some bullets. <laughs> He's like... They're I, special. He keeps You bullets. shoot those ghosts. I wonder if Zach Baggins believes there are bullets that can shoot ghosts. Probably. Because he's weird. Also, some of them they said were angels. Were they going to let the angels live? Sorry, I'm getting way off track. Yeah, and 
does the pastor have to report those types of things to like the police saying I think my one of my church group person my con someone in my congregation is wanting special bullets I think they're having a mental breakdown yeah I mean even if he didn't like wasn't gonna actually shoot up the house um that's probably something for CPS to be like is this a safe home? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not a normal thing for a family the past, to request. Only after they disappeared was the pastor like, ooh, yikes. Uh, ooh, that's a little bit weird. I have some weird information that I didn't tell anybody he, to get them help. He withheld it so he could go to the police station and be like, drama, drama alert, Here's guys. Here's the deal. And what religion was he? Was he like a Catholic? Well, I guess Catholics have priests. I don't know what religion pastors are. So was it like said in secrecy where the pastor, the priest can't, was it said in confession? That type of thing? I think that there's probably some kind of thing in order where if they confess something illegal or something, they can report, report it. Them. Well, at least I hope so. Like, Yeah, but I don't think there is. Because the Catholic Church has been around for five million years yeah i guess I, mean, I don't know i don't know let's go back to the jamesons back to the story at hand back to this cold case let's crack it open oh yeah Ooh. um i when i think of pastor though i think of like a cool youth pastor that's like 40 and has like kids with actually if you're 40 they oh they'd be like in their 20 or not in their 20s in, in their, their teens, teens. yeah with, like, some septum piercings and, like, they're progressive and one goes to art school. Yeah. Or wasn't the dad on 7th Heaven a pastor? He was. So there you go. 7th Heaven, when I see those <laughs> happy faces Leo. smiling back at me. Leo was on 7th Heaven, a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Caitlin, get ready to feel really dumb because he was on Growing Pains. Was he? Yeah. Damn it. That one has a laughing track. That's the difference. Uh, okay. Back to, back to the Jamesons. Bring us back, Suge. No, hold on. Michael okay. Seaver on Growing Pains, his best friend was, was named Boner. Isn't that weird? But also, uh, that guy who played Boner grew up to kill himself in, like, 2010. Oh. That's another story for another time. There you go. Sorry for squashing the good yeah. vibes, but... Spoiler alert. Sugar smashing our good times. It, as soon as people are starting to have fun, I... You just bring them down. Yeah. You give us the facts. I'm trying to find their religion on... on. Uh, I mean, it's not a huge deal. It's just a thought I had. I would say we could just imagine it as the guy from 7th Heaven, but I'm pretty sure that the actor got, like, convicted of, like... Child porn or yeah, something. Yeah, molesting children yeah. or something. So, so you don't want to give them a part. No. no. Um... So, back to Sherilyn and her witch's Bible. Her cat allegedly died from being poisoned by a neighbor. So, Sherilyn wrote, Three cats killed to date by people in this area. Witches don't like their black cats killed. She wrote that on a shipping container on her property. Um, she might have written it just to alienate herself from the neighbors. Um, or maybe she was just sick of people calling her a witch. So, she was like, fine. I'm going to show you guys that I am or that's to be honest if it's just to get her neighbors to leave her alone I think that's a really good idea yeah should I do that let's put up something 
to, like, make sure your neighbors never want to come over here. Yeah, we don't talk to our neighbors, which is great. I like... They tried. They were really... They gave us a good effort when we first moved in, and I was like, no. Are they young? Youths? Mm, Do they have... They are in their early 30s. They're really awkward. So you're probably going to hear this, hopefully. They make out in their driveway a lot, and sometimes they scream at each other. So it's a very up-and-down marriage, I think. I think Caitlin's projecting, and that's actually her and her husband <laughs> that do that. We do make out a lot. Oh, gross. I You're meant, like, welcome. the screaming. <laughs> Just, I, can't, I could never begin to guess that a married couple had ever made out. What is that? <laughs> we don't do anything. Married, married, married couples who make out are sluts. Sluts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Yeah, well, anyway, good for Sherilyn, unless she really thinks she's a witch, then that's troubling. Yeah. Is the, is the verdict. Alright, so let's talk about that pill bottle, that prescription pill bottle that was found in the Jameson's truck. Great, great transition, Caitlin. Thank you, sugar. You might say that was a slam dunk. It was. <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> So the pill bottle that was found in the truck belonged to a former friend slash handyman that boarded with them. Yeah, he lived with them in July of twenty or two thousand nine. Um, I guess Lynn had some Native American blood in her ancestry. She didn't look Native American. No, but maybe she was like one. But she was or like one sixteen. She or... was like Blake Lively in that uh, L'Oreal commercial where she's like, "I'm one sixteenth Cherokee." But, have you seen that? No. She's like pregnant in it and she's she like brings up her Native American ancestry and it's like, okay. Okay, so maybe she was like Blake Lively. She has a little bit of Native American blood in her. Um, and the boarder, the friend, handyman who lived with them, said anybody who wasn't purely white needed to die. So Sherilyn got really offended and concerned. So she got out her twenty two caliber pistol. The star of this yes. show and told him to never come back and she shot at his feet while he was while getting he out was, of yeah, her house while he was leaving um so it was weird that his prescription pills the bottle was found in their truck but he had a solid alibi so he was not a suspect in their disappearance which is weird the the police also got help from the guy that owned the land that their truck was was found on but he had some kind of solid alibi too so he wasn't considered considered a suspect so they're coming up with nothing but also i just want to say i hope everyone's picturing uh Sherilyn as blake lively now but with just like a really bad hair yeah and kind of never mind i don't need to offend bipolar another, i don't need to offend another state okay well Caitlin is uh, feeling really messy today. Like she wants to start a beef with everyone. She's okay. I'm she's a hungry lover. for beef. It's funny because we're having steaks. I'm not. Preston's grilling around now. Preston's her husband. Did you already say that? Possibly. Don't just assume that listeners know your life. I'm sorry. My husband is grilling steaks for dinner right now. Anyways, um, on November 16th, 2013, 2013, the, the James... Did you say 2016 at the beginning? No, I said 2013. Oh, okay, sorry. I was, I was trying to block you out again. Just kidding, keep going. Whoa. 
The Jameson family was found by hunters on four-wheelers. Their bodies were found. Um, all that was left were skeletal remains. They were laid face down and side by side in a row. The bodies were found three miles from where the truck was found. Although it was more like seven miles away if you took the winding trails. Yeah, so it was like if you went directly from a line from where the truck was found to the spot, then that's three miles. But then if you took the trails the to trails, get to it. And I had to further explain that for people who don't understand nature. Yeah. Nature's a beautiful beast that's hard for some of us to comprehend yeah. sometimes. So thank you, Sugar, for being our nature expert. You're welcome, Caitlin. What would we do without you? <sighs> Die. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's see. Okay, so they found their bodies, and they were... Wait, what other things do we need to include? About the bodies? Yeah. Um, the bodies didn't have any organ organs or any, like, tissue or anything left on them. So they couldn't really could determine a cause of death because there wasn't anything to examine. Um, some of the bones were missing in the skeletons. And I think on Bobby, there was a little circle hole in his skull that could have been a bullet but again that was not determined by the medical examiner okay so let's go over the theories of what happened so this is a little spoiler alert but now in 2017 we still don't know what happened they haven't since apparently everyone has had a sweet alibi for that week yeah they don't really have any suspects they have, have theories. Yeah. So, sugar. Yes, Caitlin. What are some of those theories? Well, the first one that seemed plausible, uh, but I, uh, I won't even, I won't give you my opinion before I say it. Yes. So, there's a, there's, maybe Cheryl Lynn had some kind of mental break, and she just lost it, had him get out of the car and killed him because she was having like a bipolar. I don't really know. And also, we, like, just because you're mentally ill doesn't mean that it's going to result in physical violence. Yeah. Like, we're not saying that. Just no. This is just a theory trying to explain it. She, so, yeah, they just think she could have gotten out, maybe shot Bobby in the head and, like, strangled um, Madison, maybe. But then, I don't know, because it, wouldn't she be shot, like, wouldn't she have shot herself? Yeah. And there wasn't a bullet hole. But I guess she could have shot herself, like, in the chest. Yeah, and gone that way. But I, if she had shot herself and her husband, you would think that they would have found the bullet casing, or the bullet, actual bullet, within the remains. But what if they, like, somebody who's weird found their bodies and was like, I'm going to line them up and put their faces yeah, down. Yeah, and that's another thing to think about, too, because if she had... A mental breakdown and she killed her family how are they so aligned perfectly maybe she killed her had her husband lay on his stomach and then shot him had her daughter lay on her stomach then shot him then maybe she laid on her stomach and shot her or yeah or also like I said could have been someone else moved him because they're I don't know yeah just a weirdo well the gun the 22 caliber pistol of Sherilyn's was never found so I wonder if she had shot them, wouldn't the gun be close by? 
Yeah, if she shot herself, how, would she, like, hurry and do, like, a... Like, shoot her and then Throw it as yeah. far as she could. Also, something that uh, I thought was interesting was, so that guy who was saying how all white people needed to be dead, or non-people yeah. who are not pure white need to be dead, she, I guess, so she told her best friend, Nikki, that, like, shooting at him was, like, terrifying. Like, she was scared because she never shot her gun before. So I think maybe... She maybe that means she's not capable of like shooting her family if she got rattled by shooting at a guy's feet. Yeah. But then again, if you're having some kind of like psychotic break or something, you're not you're gonna not, be like you're not being reasonable. You're not thinking clearly at that time. Yeah. So also okay, so another theory is that Maddie just went like running into the woods and the parents followed her to and they just like got caught up in the elements and died. Which is probably my least favorite one. Yeah, I don't like that theory because their family had said that Maddie loved her dog, Macy, and that she wouldn't go anywhere without him. So if they were just hanging out at the truck and Maddie ran away, I don't think she would have ran without her dog. Oh, yeah, because Maisie was in the car. Yeah, and then if they died of the elements, I just don't see how you get that lost. How would you get, like, all of you perfectly aligned. Mm -hmm. And she's six. How far away and how also a, a much of a hiker is a six-year-old? Also, the dad is from northern Oklahoma and was, like, trained so he wouldn't get caught up in the elements or anything. Like, yeah, he's, he's an outdoorsman. Yeah, so I don't like that theory. There's just a lot of loose ends in that theory that don't make sense to me. The lining up. He's an avid outdoorsman. I don't think that they caught, got caught in the elements. That would be, like, a very pleasant conclusion if that were real. Because that would yeah. be more pleasant yeah. than whatever possibly happened. But I don't think that's true. Um, another theory is that the Jamesons witnessed a crime and had to be killed as, as a result. So maybe they pulled over, they got out, they went hiking on that rock, and they saw someone, like, saw a drug deal or something. And those people didn't need witnesses, so they killed the family. I hope it wasn't for a drug deal. Maybe they were like, oh, I was going to say maybe they were going to do a drug deal, but their money was still there. But they could have. But, oh. but the money's still there, yeah. Because if you were a good druggie or thief, you would take the money. Yeah, so there's also a theory, theory that they were doing drugs and dealing drugs. And... I guess that could make sense in some aspects of the story, but I keep going back to that $32,000 in cash. If they were meeting somebody to make a drug deal or they were selling drugs or buying drugs or whatever, that and that drug, that customer or that dealer killed them, that person would take that money. Yeah, also... So, I don't know. Sorry, I, I kind of made us take off from the thing where they could have witnessed a crime. That's okay. I just assumed they wanted to be in the action. I mean, I don't know, because, like, how much crime does rural Oklahoma see? Yeah. And I know one of the theories is that they were killed by a cult. So I don't know if cults were kind of big at that time, the early 2000s in Oklahoma. But that seems unlikely to me as well, because... None of these theories about being killed by somebody else or being robbed make sense to me because of that cash. Yeah, what but, would their motivation be? Yeah, but I don't know, but I don't know what a theory is because I could see 
Sherilyn having a breakdown and killing her family, but then they're all lined up. Like, there's just these weird, loose ends that ha there's a problem with each of them with these theories. There was also a theory, I guess, Bobby's dad had a, a gas station that they owned, and Bobby worked there for years without getting paid. Mm-hmm. And you... Wait, do you know all the info on this? Because I know, like, mm, bits. Yeah, I know some bits. So I guess Bobby and his dad, who was also named Bob. Love it. Love, right. Love right. that camaraderie. Um, they owned a gas station, and they were in the process of selling the gas station. And Mr. Jameson, Bobby's dad, I'll just call him Mr. Jameson, had made a deal with Bobby that when they sold the gas station, that Bobby would get half the profits. And... During the sale, Mr. Jameson went back on his word and didn't give Bobby any of the money. And I guess throughout the years, Bobby had been really hot, or Mr. Jameson had been really hostile towards Bobby. He had made threats that he was going to kill the family and kill Bobby. And he like, Bobby like filed reports against him because he tried to run him over in late 2008 and then like April 2009 or yeah, something. Yeah, like you tried to hit him with his car and all these things. So. He was definitely one of the main suspects in this case, but he had a solid alibi, and so he was kind of cleared. He was, like, in poor health, and so he was in the hospital. At the time. Yeah, and he died a few months after they went missing. So, I mean, I guess even if he were behind it, there would never be a satisfying ending. Yeah, because he's, he's dead. And... Not that there's really a satisfying way to wrap up a story about three dead people, but... Yeah, because there's so many weird things, like the things left in the truck, the thing, the gun that's missing, the money, the way the bodies were positioned, how long it took to find the bodies, why the dog was locked in the car for eight days, why nobody really noticed, why they had that much cash, why they were in financial problems, struggles. I don't know, there's just a lot of weird things in this case. But the bottom line is that there's three people that are dead. Uh, wait, what was I going to say? Sorry, I keep, like, having something to say and then losing my train of thought. That's okay. Um, okay, so Israel Bocamp was the sheriff at the time, uh, and we just wanted to make a point of saying he's a hot piece of A. Yeah, he's a babe. I wish he was my sheriff. He's the sheriff of my heart. <laughs> So, but he was working on it, but he he quit the force in 2011 and moved overseas. And according to Nikki, Sherilyn's best friend, he couldn't stand the guilt of not being able to find Madison's killer. I guess he didn't give a damn about Bobby and Sherilyn's killer, but that's okay. No, no judgment. Well, I think it's harder to see a child yeah. being murdered or dead than adults. I mean, it's awful when adults are, but... Yeah, we're not like, it's chill to kill adults. No, but I think it's just harder on people when it involves a child. So there was apparent, there's also a theory that a cult could have been behind it. Uh, the mom, Sherilyn's mother, Connie, believes that the family was a victim of witchcraft and a religious cult, and that they were just had a hit out on them. Um, according to her, they... They claim that a portion of Oklahoma is known for harboring cults and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if there really were a lot of cults. I don't know what the, like, cult uh, count was. Apparently there were a lot of cults and 
meth in Oklahoma around this time. But, um, sorry, I just wanted to digress really fast and say that Connie, uh, Sherilyn's mom, explained that Sherilyn's sister, Marla, died. Before we mentioned that she had had a depleting mental health because her sister died of an, in an accident in 2007. And apparently... So, sorry, I found more info on it, and she was stung on the tongue by a bee, is what happened. And I guess she must have just been allergic. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and Connie said, Marla was not just her sister, she was her best friend as well. Her death absolutely de devastated Sherilyn. She would spend days up in her room. She was very depressed and had to take me medication. And it caused a lot of strain on their marriage. <coughs> sorry, I know that's, like, randomly shot in there. I just wanted to add it because I thought it was really interesting so back this, to the cult yeah so back to this cult theory um Sherilyn's best friend Nikki claimed that she was contacted by an anonymous woman who said that Sherilyn had been, been involved with the cult with a cult called the United White Knights um the United White Knights had vowed to care, kill Sherilyn um, this claim kind of gets weirder and spookier because there was an abandoned car found near the Jameson truck vehicle, which had been used for shooting practice and for writing of different satanic messages. Um, Sherilyn had allegedly written messages such as God love you and peace on this wrecked car by that was found by the vehicle. So, she again. thought maybe they like... I don't, here's the thing though, I don't know, how would they like, have found her that fast based on the truck, they're like, you wrote that, and they were like hiding inside the truck, so they had to come out and kill him. Yeah, but it was like an abandoned wrecked car that had been used for shooting practice, so why would people, why would this United White Knights cult be hanging out there, and, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's like, uh, it's probably just like them grasping onto some kind of thing that they want to have explain it because like normally I mean I'm sure I feel like these people probably believe in ghosts more than anyone else yeah it seems like but they like usually that kind of stuff is like teens yeah like idiot teens well and there's another weird connection to the Jameson case um there's a possible link with some other cases murder cases um, there's a phenomenon called the 35th degree latitude. Um, some people call this the line of tragedy. It is along the 35th degree latitude that a whole string of brutal murders have occurred. There was a case in Houston of a lady named Andrea Pia Kennedy Yates, who well, was you know, suffering from postpartum depression and murdered all five of her children by drowning them in a bathtub. Another murder that occurred on the 35th latitude, yeah, was the murder of Pastor Carol Daniels. And that mutilated corpse was found propped up behind the church altar in a crucifix position. Jeez! And that murder is believed to be tied to satanic activity. Um, there was also a brutal, sadistic crime that the DA said that it was the most horrible crime they've ever seen. The 35th degree latitude was also where Timothy McVeigh, K 
carried out the bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah federal federal building in Oklahoma, which killed 168 people. Holy S. So, and the Jamesons disappeared on the 35th degree latitude line. So, uh, something interesting about Timothy McVeigh I want to throw out there is that I guess with serial killers, there's like not a correlation between their uh, their IQ level and like, let's see, how they, or no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. There's not a correlation between how they kill and their IQ number. Um, there's not a correlation between why they kill and their IQ number. Sorry, I'm not looking at anything. I'm just freestyling. You got and it's this. very difficult. You got this. <sighs> oh, oh, I. Okay, sorry for that struggle, but what I was trying to say is that your IQ level, if you're a serial killer, it correlates with how you kill people, but not why. So, Timothy McVeigh had a really high IQ, so he killed a bunch of people by constructing a bomb, because it's really efficient to just blow a bunch of people up. Whereas, serial killers with lower IQs would, like, I don't know, strangle, or uh, use just, like, whatever's the closest thing in their mm -hmm. house to kill someone. I mean, obviously, it's not, like, determined, like, if you kill someone with a knife in your kitchen, it doesn't mean you're dumb. No, but I, I mean, you're, you're dumb saying. for killing someone, but, yeah. yeah. But there's just different IQs and different ways that people murder. Um, one last little tidbit on the 35th latitude line. There was a guy named Tommy Raymond Estep. And Tommy visited Eufaula, Oklahoma, where the Jamesons were from, and he disappeared. The police found his truck abandoned at a highway crossroads in Oklahoma, and the truck was lying on the 35th degree latitude line. What? So that's just kind of a weird coincidence. I don't know, it's just weird that all these murders and these disappearances happen on the same line. Doesn't mean that if you're on that line, you're going to get murdered. I don't know. But it's a weird coincidence. There's like... So, this case has never been solved. There's no new leads, no further suspects or evidence. Um, I wanted to add a little a little deal that I found, because I looked more into Nikki Chenold, Sh Sherilyn's best friend that I've been quoting. So... I just thought this was interesting. So we talked about the house being haunted before, and Nikki said, in all seriousness, that house was haunted. I don't want to sound crazy, but whenever I went there, I felt a horrible presence. I would leave feeling so down and depressed. So, I don't, like, Nikki, if, if they were just, like, hallucinating all these ghosts in their house, Nikki was not helping. She would... <laughs> yeah, she... She probably wanted the, the bullets also. The ghost bullets or whatever but anyway yeah so it's never been solved um if you have any information contact the police in eufla oklahoma yeah and don't go to the 35th latitude line stay away from there yeah google it because we can't begin to describe it yeah it's real weird but google it and thank you for cracking open a cold one and listening to us cracking open a cold case. Oh, that was such... She just freestyled that. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, hopefully you had fun. And I'm going to just talk to Rue and Caitlin's cute ending. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening.
Love you. See you next time. Thank you.